the, they don't go over the rules of reincarnation, but it, my guess is like when you're on earth, you were not allowed to remember your right. past lives unless, you know, you get a b- bunch of acupuncture or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> These tools are for you to use. Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. My name is Dave Marr. I'm a comedian in Chicago. I survived a coma, and now I'm panicking and uh, desperately trying to squeeze everyone I know for questions, uh, for answers. Squeeze them with questions for answers. My name's Dave. I'm the host of the show. I We're doing a different thing this week with the show. We're doing um, a thing we have talked about separately. This is the Afterlife Movie Club in which me and my guest hosts, I guess, I guess that's what you guys are, these guest hosts. Uh, my guest hosts are Bill Stern and Claire Favret, comedians from the sketch group Cigarette Sandwich, previous guests of the show. Claire joins Megan Strickland and I for the recap podcast, This Is Your After Show. Uh, just creating the most insular, impossible to penetrate universe of uh, shows for this. And you guys can definitely start talking because it doesn't sound like we have guests on the show at this point. <laughs> I was being polite. I know. I know. And then I chose to hold my talking to make it. Yeah, that was even, fun. Yeah. <laughs> to make yeah. It even further. <laughs> uh, so the idea here is there have been movies referencing the afterlife that have come up on the show the first one we're doing right now is what dreams may come oh i should i should be able to say the the year that it came out 1998 but 98 i would have said like 92 okay so 1998 robin williams vehicle what dreams may come Mm. and uh this is the one that's been the most referenced on the show so this is where we're starting we're gonna just talk about this movie and and what it reveals about the afterlife for us and maybe maybe life itself you know and if you like this episode this is the kind of stuff that we do on my patreon if you go to patreon.com slash dave mar you can hear the recap podcast you can hear the full conversations unedited of each episode and weird audio experiments like this so yeah also please support the show it's an independent show so um, take 30 seconds, write a review in your app, click subscribe, break your screen, mash the subscribe button so hard that you break your screen and tell one friend, do all of those things. And then you have permission to listen to the rest of the episode. Um, usually I record these intros separate. So it feels weird to be like performing the mm. intro at you guys. Um, but that's, I that's think we're being it. very respectful. Yeah. No, you're, no, no, you're being respectful. It's it's all it's all my own self consciousness of like. Uh, I would have been laughing so hard at all of that, but I didn't want to like you know, chop. I didn't want you to have to do extra editing. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. You could have. You could have. Sh- we should. We can go back. We can try it again. Okay. Here, these are for what well, you could edit these into your intro. Mm, okay. Nice. 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 <laughs> cool. 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 Oh. Oh, interesting. There. Is that enough, or do you want? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Just Those are. Case- I, I think of myself as more of a like, oh, interesting comedian. Yeah. Okay. Than sort oh, of interesting. And then, and then this is just in case you want this. Mm, I don't like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so let's do a quick recap of what dreams may come. I'm going to try to do a a a a brief. Th- th- there's not a lot of action in the movie. There are some big set pieces, but yeah. in terms of plot, we have Robin Williams. His character's name's Christy, short for Christopher. Uh, we see him meet his future wife. We see them get married. We see their two kids die, or we don't see them die, but we see the fact that they died in a car accident. <laughs> then he dies in a car accident. Tough. Um, Honestly, then... tough break. <laughs> that's the first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the first 10 minutes. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to plow through this, this plot. So then he tortures his wife with grief. He wakes up in a painting that she made. Um, and then he meets his kids who are, who have sort of hidden identities, which we'll go over uh, in, in greater depth. He finds out that his wife committed suicide and uh, he has to go on a rescue mission because basically people who commit suicide go to like a weird part of hell. Um, And he gets to hell. He goes, he finds her, um, goes into this house that she's made for herself hasn't she doesn't recognize him um and the risk is for him if he stays in this suicide hell house that she's made out of her mind for too long it will um it make him lose his mind Mm -hmm. so right as he wakes her up from her hell dream he loses himself and she does a like no and her name's annie and she does the like no christy you know and then um, they both wake up in, in heaven in the painting, and their kids show up, and uh, then they decide to reincarnate as uh, like seven-year-old children, <laughs> and apparently <laughs> fall in love as seven-year-old children. Yeah, I, and that's that's the movie. Yeah, that is the movie, and that's why the last note on my page is "sex children?" Question mark? <laughs> question mark? Question mark? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a weird vibe for sure. Un, may I add, um, unsupervised but, children, just loose. Yes. Where yeah. where where they're loose children, loose on the docks. I mean, and it was loose. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know how to proceed, but like, yeah, th- there's so much. Well, let's talk about the amount. So first of all, when we mm-hmm. do the after show with Meg Strickland, uh, t- t- usually Claire tends to be the good student um, who needs needs prod. She takes a lot of notes on the episode, mm-hmm. but she's not very comfortable with telling me and Megan to stop talking and like <laughs> assert the next part of her notes. So I have to kind of be like, Claire, what is next? <laughs> and Megan, as you would guess, Bill, we just try to wind up and let her spin off as much as possible. Sure. But <laughs> um, so, but Bill, you took the most notes. I did, even though I just took it on a note card. I think Claire, if you just had that one piece of paper, I think my note card might be a little bit more. Yes, definitely in depth than yours. I mostly highlighted quotes that I thought were kind of interesting, like philosophical sort of quotes. But Bill, it sounds like you have kind of opinions i would love to work from your notes as kind of kind of platforms the one thing i will say is starting off watching this i was like this movie is so heavy right up top Mm -hmm. yeah and i was like is this what people feel like watching my comedy (laughs) where 
Claire, before before Bill logged on, we were texting earlier today, and he said he had to stop listening to the podcast because of his anxiety. <laughs> so I think that, I, <laughs> well, that's my specific current situation. I know, I know, I know. Where I know, I know. Pretty worried about like health issues, and and so talking Eat. about death doesn't help it. I was going to say that's like of all the things to trigger your anxiety is a podcast right. about dying. Well, and but maybe you would think maybe it could comfort. <laughs> Exposure therapy. Well, sure. it was like, <laughs> yeah. I felt like it was like first 10 minutes of up level. That was what it conjured for me. Oh, right. this film? I, I, I haven't seen up, yeah. but everyone talks about that as being. the. the it's just this, it. this whole guy's life and his fucking wife dies within the first. 10 minutes this and is, it's all about him post that the, the beginning of this one so it's like the first 10 minutes so the, the first scene is the boat meet cute um yes unclear um, so, how they both got a hold of these boats what well they- and the but the, also the boats start they, they weave themselves through the whole movie i mean the, there's a heavy boat theme heavy on the boat imagery Water. and not nautical stuff yeah um mm-hmm. if you recall the Passageway to hell is the boat all. They took to hell. Boat. It's shipwrecks. Yeah, that I didn't even. You, I, you're like ringing a bell in my head right now. I did not even think about okay. the fact. Well, well, I just thought. I mean, if if it weren't for the obvious, like, um, the the person who wrote this movie is <laughs> sick. Sick. They're sick, <laughs> and they they just really. They must have had just four pictures on their wall and they just like bounced back and forth between <laughs> looking at those four pictures and then each scene we're like okay this scene has to have the boat Flowers. this scene must have the tree this scene must have whatever so so okay but this this movie is so as i said it's 1998 and i know that mm-hmm. because i was like the whole time i was watching i was like this is the most 90s this is so 90s Peak. everything about it is so 90s they have the would boat. never make this movie anymore. No, no. I they have the yes. Bo- I wrote you could never make this movie in today. Uh, yeah. Uh, ugh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll get there, but like the 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 imagery. There's like no CGI, or there is, but it's like early CGI, and right. like there's a lot of matte painting and like backgrounds, and like I really like the way the movie looks. Um. I Wait, would, what is matte painting? I've heard people talk about this in a, in another uh, podcast about movies recently, and I when didn't you know what they were saying. Have literal paintings of the like faraway stuff in the scene, so it's like, mm. oh my god, there's just like actual, you know, um, artist created imagery that's like not CGI. That's just like in the back. That's like yeah. they may have put it in with CGI for this movie, but. And I don't know how they put it in in post, like previous to CGI, but or it's like a partial CGI thing, but it's like actual imagery. It just everything in the movie looked pretty real. Like, yeah, as I said later, like some of the like practical effects we'll get to, I thought were a little shitty, but you know, I prefer it to the like super smooth Mm -hmm, CGI. mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, first scene boat meet cute. The there's like, a nineties slapstick moment where she gets beamed in the noggin by the sail as it goes across. Yeah. I thought that was great. You, me too. But like, I was like, okay, it's like, 
definitely in there because it's the late 90s. Like, mm. this movie, everyone's about to die. Like, it starts yeah. out with a fucking slapstick, like, Chevy Chase. Well, and movie. then there's jokes at the end, yes. too. Yes. In ways that are, it's like weirdly like, they like, it's, and it's, there's mostly not those kind of jokes, but right at the beginning and right at the end, they're yes. like, we'll throw in some jokes. I feel like the focus group was like, Mm, this isn't like the other movies we're watching. And they were like, can you write some? Well, like, also like humor? it's Robin Williams, right? It's like, I feel like yes. there's sometimes he's like talking to his daughter and he does like a silly voice. Yes, exactly. Or whatever. Right. And I, it's I, like, I don't, if yes. I was an audience member, I'd be like, yeah, that's what I want. I want him to be like the genie in Aladdin. <laughs> that That is a thing <laughs> where they just can't be like, I don't know what this thing is in movies from that time where like, people are really they're too good at doing bits with each other like they have the right bits that like they have written they have like you know stand-up comedy quality like comebacks to each other Mm -hmm. and like but they're Mm -hmm, like doing mm -hmm. bits so it's like i can't remember what the they're like they're on that mountain and yeah 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 oh yeah and she he says that he's reserved it for two years, the spot. She's like, can I sit here? Which also, so he's funny asked. that she's like, wander. They're like on this, like, the side of a mountain. Yes. Like, it doesn't look like a public park. It looks like the full side of a mountain. Right. And she's like, can I sit here? And right. it's like, what? Huh? How like, it looks like a ro- Yeah. How? How did they both even get out to this remote location? Well, that is because they're literal yeah. soulmates, as we found out later so there's that magical element that's fine can i pause you for a second though bill because i have a question for both of you in general and i was trying to parse this out i have an answer but i'm not sure how confident i am in it do you think his wife is a manic pixie dream girl oh oh i don't think so i don't i don't i don't get that vibe i feel like he he's all He's just as like, you know, emotionally jacked up, but in a different way. They both have their baggage. Yes, I feel like she's not guiding him through anything. She definitely had a pixie hair yes. cut when she was in the eventually asylum. Yeah. I don't know if that's the correct mm-hmm. term, and I did not like that <laughs> wig that they had her in. But yes, agreed. That was a an atrocious wig. Um, I thought they made some interesting choices. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I, I yeah, I think my... Bill's right. I don't, I don't think, I don't think she's a manic pixie dream girl because I don't know. I feel like she, yes, she is like bubbly and artistic and buoyant, but also she like has serious issues that she needs help with. So. I don't know. It feels. I think like... that's part of the manic part of manic that's pixie true. dream girl, though. That's true. But I did feel. I think Bill, you probably hit it for me that it didn't feel like she was a character in his story. Like it, it did feel like he was a character in her story as much as vice versa. And she seemed. I don't know. She just there. There's a there's a lightness to like manic pixie dream girls in movies. Yeah. That she didn't have. No. Like she there was like. She was like an adult woman, you know, like had, I don't know, just something. She was fucking hot and they made sure to emphasize that, but. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. At the beginning when I I was like, is she in her underwear just about to take off her skirt, her white skirt over the white underwear? Ooh, baby, that's wrong. I love it. Which she unfurls. So they're on the side of the mountain. She unfurls her red sarong 
and then it goes uh-huh. into slow mo. And now I made a note here. Slow mo all like, over this movie, all up yes. and down. And I my my thinking is maybe they just didn't have enough footage. I'm I think that they <laughs> like. But it was I, so this, long. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I think they wanted to pad it out, and I think maybe they went into slow mo because they were like, "Oh, we can't make the edit here. Like, we need to cut to him, and we didn't get that shot. So let's just go slow mo on her <laughs> unfurling the sarong." <laughs> it does make sense that it's like. Oh, oh I was too entranced by whether or not. She was just wearing underwear or not <laughs> to notice how was. long the unfurling was. <laughs> um, I will say that before we get off the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, yes. that the Wikipedia entry of Manic Pixie Dream Girl has one line that I will just let float until we get there. But the Manic Pixie Dream Girl has been compared to another stock character, the Magical Negro, a black character who seems to exist only to provide spiritual mm-hmm. or mystical help to the white savior protagonist. Mm-hmm. So we'll just let that hang in the air a little bit because yeah. I, uh, yeah, I yeah. do think we come upon a pretty, pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. magical Negro <laughs> character here. Yeah. Well, there's who, who, who himself is in various stages of disrobement that I do not understand, but I have notes about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. Oh. They sit on the blanket. They make this. They do these bits. Okay, of- and also, Bill, I should interrupt you to say that I can already tell your instincts are to move through this way frame too by slowly. frame. Well, just, just- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. Since we're learning as we go, I'm letting you know okay. you should. You should. What, I'm so, giving you an internal this, caliber. This is going to go faster, but I just want to say that <laughs> the, the fact that they're sitting on this mountain and he's like. Oh, I have a reservation for two years. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. And then she has whatever line she says back to it. Like, oh, I guess I should buy some tickets. And then he's like, well, the tickets will be $30. And she's like, oh, would you have change for a 30, $30? Yeah. And he's like, there's no such yeah. thing as a $30 bill. But like, that's not what happened. But like, basically it is. And like, they're <laughs> essentially doing a comedy improv scene on the side of this mm-hmm. mountain. And it's like, that's not how you meet someone. Like, that is not like, Right, 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 okay. right. So I just wanted to make that point because I have a lot of issues with some of the writing. Okay. Um, <laughs> we flash back to the – we have a flashback scene. Oh, wait. Don't we see their wedding? There's another pratfall in the wedding. They're getting yes. married. There's- I loved that. See, I loved that. Well, I'm just saying. I I w- that's what made me feel like sh- – Why he seemed to be leading her to the altar. Oh my god! That's yeah. a great, like, great point. That's there. usually they did. I didn't even think about that. where the papa goes. <laughs> so, so they had the pratfall to cover up. Or, yeah, they forced in this weird tradition that they walk down the aisles so that they can have a pratfall. I don't know. Okay, that's kind. I kind of love that though. Okay. As far as like determining what a wedding is, the idea of like not your dad giving giving you away. It's like, true. I don't Maybe know. they were I think just really good. progressive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I have the wedding. Then there's a flashback or a flash forward to them having a hose water fight with their children. And it's all yeah, in slow mo. Yeah. And they're and laughing, wrote, laughing, laughing, yes. laughing. <laughs> and I wrote, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was the moment. I was like, oh no, this is about to get very bad. So um, then they're having breakfast. There's a lot of parental kissing. And they're um, also so- still laughing. Like, I thought that was so crazy that they're laughing with this water hose fight, and then it cuts to them laughing some more at breakfast. Yes. Jock son, nerd daughter, they 
a lot of kissing the parents. Fine. Just not my tradition. Um, <laughs> there was mouth kissing. Like they kissed her on the mouth. Yeah. yeah kiss mom like, on the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big mouth. Tom Brady kiss. style. Not like a peck. Yeah. 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 And then, um, and then, um, and then they leave to go get in the car. And the shot is very beautiful. And I wrote, uh oh, again. <laughs> and then he goes, that was the last time I saw them alive. <laughs> and then I wrote, duh. Okay. So then they're at the funeral. I was shocked. Classic Robin Williams underbite, sad face, um, where he does that thing where he's like mad at being sad. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He does that wow. a lot in Goodwill Hunting. Good observation. Then, then we see him as the doctor in the hospital. And I wrote, Patch Adams? question mark. Robin Williams playing a pediatrician. Yes. I know. Well, so, can yeah. I say my note about that scene? Yes. Oh, please. Stop talking to your wife on your patient's time. Yes. That was so. Yes. I was like, he's having a long conversation with long. his wife. While these people are waiting to find out what is wrong with their child's mind. Brain scans. Okay, but can we back up? Can we back up from the conversation? <laughs> because that kid's mom was a nightmare. True. And but he's the, and he put the, the way the way the way he still, the way he, he shut up the spirit was to hand her the largest rabbit I have ever seen. And that rabbit was not the most movie trained. That rabbit was like Loose. slipping and sliding <laughs> and trying to get out. He's like he's like, your mom, take this rabbit. Not practice this- suit. Immediate. Immediate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This was a chaotic scene. <laughs> I, I I just have like a lot of slashes in my notes, like kids, rabbit, what? Like uh <laughs> when he was like, Whoa, you've got more pictures than a supermodel. I was like, that kid is not, was be- not gonna laugh at that. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, that joke is right. flop. <laughs> it's a picture then he of her did brain. Some voices for her, like you said, Claire. He did some uh, And this is right after she was drawing PP out of uh a penis. <laughs> just pretty funny stuff. <laughs> uh, on a on a painting, she was yeah drawing on a mural on the wall. Yeah, which yeah. I liked, but yeah, just like this, like this is what I'm saying. This movie at this point has had so many like style changes and like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I'm just like okay, is it Patch Adams? Is it like a a, a romantic comedy? Is yeah. is it going to be a heady think piece? It turns out it's mostly a heady think piece, but like, well, but it also like there, especially for something that has like a journey in it. Now I'm used to seeing things that like, it made me realize everything kind of feels like a thriller that I watch now. Like mm-hmm. every, there's always some like, and this is the thing. And they're barreling toward this thing. And this was kind of like, even the journey didn't feel like super like there weren't a lot of revelations in the journey for yeah. me. I, I um, feel like it yeah. was, I was like, maybe this is a nineties thing. Like I, I just feel like movies today are edited so much more tightly than this. Like there yeah. was so much. And it's not based on a previous property. There's no, uh, there, this is like some guy named Christie. No one's like, Oh, thank God they're remounting the Christie, right. the pediatrician story. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Right, right. I mean, right. it meandered at points, I would say, like the amount of. But I love it for that. I love that it meandered. <laughs> I'm not saying I love the movie, but 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 intellectually, I think I do kind of love the movie. Yeah, there's some yeah. stuff I really liked about it for sure. And I do think you're, you're like, yeah, they, they don't make stuff like this 
I mean, I don't know. I don't see enough movies ever, but like, I do feel like this is a, a genre that sort of went away where it was like, you know, uh, this movie would play at the other movie theater. This mm. one probably wouldn't be in the main. Right. right. The what, what even is the genre though? Like, honestly, the genre does feel like Pat, it feels like other Robin Williams movies. It feels like Patch Adams. It feels like, kind of dead poet society yeah, except that this one like, is so much like a play like the writing is i wrote like steppenwolf ass writing like several mm-hmm. times in my like it's like a like a heady play like sometimes mm-hmm. the dialogue is very very like two people don't talk to each other in that way dialogue yeah 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 you know? yeah i don't know but it yeah. but it's fine so but why did he put the 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 paintings on the x-ray light what was that supposed to be about he was trying to remember which paintings his wife had i forgot about that it it, it showed so much disrespect to that child i I (laughs) (laughs) also was the implication because he had the he had the girl breathe her mouth into her hand while he's on the phone with his wife yeah and then if she feels better and he can tell yeah that's the cure for migraines breathe into your hand I mean, I, I felt like he was like, and you're faking. You faked it. <laughs> I Because I distracted you with my hand breathing thing, we proved that you're faking it. I think we figured out that he is a bad doctor. For like, sure. Like, he just is like constantly. Oh, he's got good bedside manner, though. Okay. But like, he's constant. Does he, though? Like Claire said. That I think so. That, I think so. That, that girl was so eating cool. it. That girl was eating it up the whole time. He neutralized the mom with the bunny. He's like. <laughs> mom you deal with this he misdiagnosed the migraines because he puts everything on his light board like his wife's paintings and then he puts we don't know if he misdiagnosed he might have have... a victim without dying i just like that he i'm imagining he puts everything on his little light board like (laughs) like yeah he's trying to read the newspaper he can't read the newspaper because the backside's bleeding through because he puts it on his little light board (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everyone who comes in and off his office has to hold some other animal and just like complete chaos. You don't want to yeah. work with old Christy. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. You don't want to intern with old Christy. Um, okay. Then he dies. Um, <laughs> his his wife calls about the double D anniversary. I was like, oh, what is? And there's a part later in the movie where she says, you think every cloud in the sky looks like a breast. And he's like, I like them. Also, like, who says breasts to someone they know really well? Mm. Mm. In in 1998, everyone was saying breasts, Claire. You were young, but we were all just saying breasts. (laughs) I like breasts. Where were you in in 98? 98, I was starting high school. I was was like a freshman in high school. Yeah, I was finishing high school. I was in kindergarten. Okay. But I was like, <laughs> I was in kindergarten. So, so I wasn't being like, breast this, breast that. I was like, can yeah. I well, breastfeed? You, you had just got done breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but the rest of us, you know, in high school, we were always like, wow, did you see friends? Jennifer Aniston has great breasts. <laughs> yeah. 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 They oh, were. did you check out so and so? She really grew breasts this summer i hear yeah. next year the titanic is coming out and there's gonna be some breasts breasts yeah some yes uh came out in 1999 uh, <laughs> line drawings of yeah 
breasts. Okay, maybe, great. Um, maybe 88, 98. Never mind. Don't listen to me. Double D anniversary. I thought maybe this was the anniversary of their, not the breasts, but the anniversary of their two dead kids. The double D. Yes. Double death. I thought that, and then I th- yeah. Oh, double death. I was going over their names. I was like, oh. Christy, no. Annie, no. The other, the one kid's name is Ian, no. The 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 girl's name is Marie, no. Where's the D's? Yeah. And and then I was trying to go. Is it di- diamonds and dinosaurs? Like, what is it? Like, wow. I just yeah, yeah. I struggled. Uh, and anyway, it, it was all very fucked up to me. Um, yeah. And then. So he he basically he's 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 driving in the rain through this tunnel to help his wife to bring his wife to help his wife to bring her a painting and that's when this car you know there's a crash she goes out to help someone car right. crash big crash big crash. but also yeah. what is up with these cars oof one car crashes another car decides after the car crashes to try and swerve around the accident and like go faster past it and then. While he's tending to the accident, another car comes flying through the air to squish him. So, well, they just know that that it's not accidents that slow down traffic; it's rubbernecking. So they're trying to avoid rubbernecking. Mm. They're saying just keep it moving. Yes, just get through this tunnel as quickly as possible. If that means doing a little sort of ramp Ramping, action, wow. that's fine. Some yeah, wow. some amateur stunt driving <laughs> that will yeah. help the flow of traffic, which everyone is concerned about. In also, I like imagining that all movies exist in the same universe, and those cars were in like a Fast and Furious movie <laughs> yeah. that just happened to be happening okay. in the same place. Okay, that that does make sense. That also, makes more sense. I know he was doing the right thing by being like, "I'm a doctor, let me get out there." But I was like, it is so funny that he did make more work for the paramedics. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that he like it's like what you would want the doctor in the traffic to do, but it yeah. still was like. Man, he just made their evening double as hard. <laughs> yeah, you, you, if you, if you're passing by some situation that you are, uh, an um, a professional in that situation, you don't always have to be doing your job. Mm. You're driving by a farm. You don't have to get out <laughs> and like start hoeing right. a field. Yes, the farmer might not even be planting there. You might actually be making more work for that farmer. If it was a different movie, well, it would have yes. been so funny if he told that woman in the car to breathe into her hand. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly that's right. What I think thinks. that's what he tells everyone. To everything is breathe into your hand. He's like, can I, and then, he's like, can and I then he says it's wife? a migraine. Yeah, he's like, then, oh, it's just a migraine. Exactly. She got into a car crash. It's a migraine. And then he's like, oh, it's too bad the lights on your car went out from that accident. I can't put any pictures up here. I really, it's hard to diagnose. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on okay so he dies he gets squished by the car mm-hmm. and then he he goes he's talking to he starts seeing his life he's dead yeah he's yeah. getting used to the idea Cuba Gooding Jr. appears and is trying fresh, to help two years off Jerry Maguire mm-hmm. a, a hot a fresh piping hot Talent. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Yeah. now at first, Cuba, Cuba, Cuba is. I don't know. Is it? I've never heard. Have I heard Cuba? What it? Claire, you decide how we'll say this. The rest of the Cuba, I think, if I recall. C G J. 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 
is um not he's blurry very appearing blurry to robin williams but it appears that he's wearing pants but no shirt i thought he might have been nude i thought he was wearing maybe boxer briefs i thought that too but then i was paying very close attention really trying to see Mm. um kuba gooding jr's Mm -hmm. uh CGJ's junk. Yeah. CG junk. <laughs> and I couldn't see it. And then later I noticed that it, it looked like pants to me. And I just don't know yeah. why, because later he's, once you see him, he's in a shirt. So I don't know why he's shirtless through all of this part. Um, I agree. I feel maybe, like sometimes movies are like, well, it, there's always an element of nudity to the afterlife because it's like your true self or whatever. But they didn't yeah. commit to it. Like there was no other right. heaven nudity. Well, except for his wife diving into the ocean later. But um. plus, yeah, ooh, girl, I think I loved his wife. I was really into his wife. <laughs> plus, he—it's just his—he's just shirtless, so he's not even fully naked. You only see his breasts. Yeah. <laughs> double D <laughs> yeah, anniversary. Double. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, then. We flash back to a, a scene from Robin Williams' life. He's remembering um, the death of his dog. And then I wrote, this sucks. This is so, everything. Oh, the worst. The absolute worst. Just so, okay. And then we get this. I did appreciate how his wife talked to their kid, though. Mm-hmm. To be like, yeah, we're, should, this dog is, we're taking this dog to. Like, kid, quit hammering. Her. The kid keeps going, you're going to kill my dog. And she's like, right get off that for a second and listen to how I'm trying to help him die. But yeah, that's what we're doing. We were, he's not going to a farm. I like that. Yeah. Right. Except she that the way that it was said podcast. was like this. You get angry. <laughs> Death does that. And then the kid says, what'll happen to her? She'll go where we all go. And how can that be bad? So she didn't really right. <laughs> level with her. She just kind of spoke in these strange, well-crafted, you know, uh, calendar, daily calendar sentences. Well, that's a quote that I, that I singled out not, not that far in advance when Robin Williams wakes up in the, in the painting, he, and he sees the dog and he goes, the place where we all go can't be bad. Can it? Right. And I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you think that's true? Like, can the place where we all go be bad? What is the implication there? It could be anything, right? Or it could be nothing. I mean, the movie posits this weird heaven. Seemed like part of it was bad. Yeah, that's true. Some of it was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I thought the can it was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Because he says the place where we all go can't be bad, can it? And I felt like that was like some foreshadowing. Mm Mm-hmm. But if that's true, if the place we all go can't be bad, it just means that – what does it mean? On the whole, humanity is like good, is not evil? I definitely you, – Neither yeah. of you seem as intrigued by this question philosophically as I was. I just thought – I feel like that was like a lot of the point of view of the the movie was like – Every time Robin Williams would ask a question, like, what, oh, what's up, or where are we, or what's the rules? like, <laughs> What's up? Hey, <laughs> CGJ, uh, what's up? <laughs> CB, CGJ would be like, oh, like, 
everyone's here. You can make it whatever you want. It's all about what you want to do with your brain. And there's God's not, God's not listening. It's chill. (laughs) But like, so like, I feel like it's like on that side of like, people are good. We all deserve to be here. But then there's this whole other. God is the cool teacher. Section that sucks ass. But you know, we basically just get to watch a video every day. Yeah. I (laughs) thought. And like it's like um, oh actually heaven is steampunk and everyone <laughs> wants to be a Victorian circus performer energy yeah. vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so are we are we at the point where we're talking about him waking up in the painting? Not quite. Oh. His wife is journaling. <laughs> we see him. He I just want to point out that we're like almost forty five minutes into okay. the show and we're just getting to the main premise. I just have to show. say. Real quick, his wife's journaling, and there's this weird. This is the first instance of a, of, a, not the first instance, but this is a great early instance of a gritty reboot because we are seeing essentially the scene from Ghost, except Whoa. it's tragic mm. and scary. Where she's yeah, getting him yeah. to write. He's getting her from beyond the grave to write his name, saying, "I'm here. I'm still here," and she writes it down. But she can't really control. She doesn't know why she's doing it. it it's uh, a very it upsetting her to her, which I think posits the question: What if every time you are feeling mentally ill, it's because of a ghost? Yeah, and I think I thought that was really interesting. The like that his the thing that is torturing his wife is his presence. He, mm-hmm. the fact that he's sticking around, mm-hmm. especially because at the end, the thing that saves her is him entering into the suffering with her. Right. And so there's something about presence that is like that, that, that sort of like core thing of the movie is like, feels very in line with like what I believe about suffering, grief, mental illness that just like showing up yeah. with someone is like the main thing well, and so important. But, yeah. but part of it seemed to be so much about like letting go. I don't know. It's, that seemed to be a recurring theme of like letting go, showing yeah. up, but also letting go. Like the very next scene is her at the cemetery and he tries to do it again and she screams. And so um, this is the part where I noticed that Cuba Gooding had pants. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. um, she screams and, uh, and he, so he walks away and he leaves her alone and he says goodbye and bam, we're straight into act two. Yeah, that shit was wild. He was like, I'll be with you forever. And then she goes, she says he no. gets Yeah, she's like goes crazy and he's like, JK, I'm out. I go to that I was, go to act two now. I go by yeah. below the second half of the story circle. I'm going to heaven. Yeah. I just mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. on that theme of like staying and showing up versus walking away, Dave, I think there's one more piece to it too, which is when she's in the like menstrual mental menstrual institution <laughs> mental institution the menstrual institution <laughs> with a bad wig with the mental illness haircut wig and uh-huh. he was like the thing that saves her is him saying he's ready to walk away mm, so i think right. like there's this theme mm-hmm. of like when do you walk away and when do you stay right. like i think it's right. like that a little bit of both sure. most yes. anyways right. yeah rather than like one or the other is correct. Mm-hmm. It's it, it seems maybe the argument is more that like finding the right timing for both is important. Yeah. 
I also really liked when Cuba Gooding G- CGJ is leading him through that initial afterlife. When he's, when he's telling Christy, he's like, you're afraid that you disappeared, but you only died. And I was like, whoa, that is this for me, the premise of the, the podcast, this is your afterlife yes. being that I am terrified of individual consciousness disappearing. Mm-hmm. This movie was very satisfying yes. on that level to be like, well, it, you got it and it yeah. can be whatever you want. I was like, whoo. So th- that's over. Okay. I have some questions about that. <laughs> that this is where we are in the movie. Yeah. Cooper yes. Gooding Jr. is teaching um, Robin Williams um, to control the matrix. Uh, this is before <laughs> the matrix, <laughs> but yes, that's what's happening. You're right. Um, He's learning to control the matrix. He's, there's a lot of weird jokes. Bird poop. He 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 controls a painted bird. That was crazy. The bird yes. is flying, and he thinks he's in control of this paint. They're in a painting. First of all, they're in a, the afterlife. They're in a painting, and it looks very mm-hmm. cool. The painting. I thought that very cool. Very cool. Uh, and and that's when I was like, okay, this is cool. Afterlife Millions can be whatever you want. It can be. A you can live in a painting. Oh, you mm-hmm, control the bird. Mm-hmm. Cool. I can control the bird. Awesome. Then the bird poops on Robin Williams' shoulder, a big green poop. And I wrote, hook? Question mark? Question mark? Dude, that was my thing. I was looking at this and it was he was going through all of the paint. And I was like, this is a very gloopy afterlife. This paint is very gloopy. <gasps> yep. And then, and and especially later on when they go to the house and CGJ is like, put some coffee in your mug that was when it clicked for me was he's he's it is hook he's it's lost boys he's he's have you seen hook claire no i have not but many times has my face been done this and someone goes there you are peter so i know Mm. that's something important Mm. well basically they have this invisible meal um that then materializes into (laughs) into Into gloop. So so Robin Williams is Peter Pan is like has been taken to the Lost Boys camp. He still doesn't totally believe, but they're all eating this invisible shit. And then they start having a food fight. And then the the food fight turns into this like red, blue, yellow, like ice cream goop looking stuff. Whoa. And that's shows that Robin Williams has started like believing in the Does the world Hook of Does predate this movie? Or yeah. vice versa? It yes. does. For sure. Let me look. I saw okay. Hook when I was a wee lad. Okay. Yeah, 1991. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then Cuba Gooding Jr. M- makes a vagina in the wall of the house. That's <laughs> what Love I said it. as well. Okay. <laughs> he pushes. He pushes into it, and it's dripping everywhere. And that's Hot. when they go through. They're birthed through it. Um. Mm-hmm into the the like real version of heaven or whatever yeah which to me is mutual hangout zone way more boring than the cool Uh paint world 100 percent. they didn't have the budget for to keep it in paint world the whole time i'm just saying they're talking all this shit about how because here's the one i wrote down dave was that um it's reversed in heaven where your thoughts are what's real, but physicality is the illusion. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down too. That to me was one of the more intriguing thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was so 
lame about when they go to the like heaven hub is that it's just like normal reality. Right. right. And not only normal reality, but kind of bad reality where the people who are flying around are very clearly on ropes. Like they're bad at flying. These people are barely See, flying. <laughs> that's so that makes sense because I was like this the flying in this movie gave me so much anxiety. Yes. I was like this looks fucking chaotic. I don't want I, I I never realized how grateful I am that the sky is just and by sky I mean like above 6 feet in everyday life is just clear. <laughs> because people floating around I was like I am not fucking with this. It looks like you're at a concert. If you want to fly, you got to like brush by people. I did. I was. Yeah. So well, it's because of how like terrible they were at it. Like if it were CGI, right. people would be flying around. They'd be doing cool tricks and spins and <sighs> still though, they'd be having sex in the air, especially in this movie. This, this, this they'd movie be dolphins. Was horny. They'd be like air dolphins. <laughs> this movie was horny. I liked, I liked this it movie. And to a point where I was, he was flirting with the person who was later to be revealed to be his daughter. I felt flirty you, energy oh, coming. You off. thought, yeah, you I thought that, that was flirty. I was like, he's yeah. moving on from his wife pretty quick. Okay. I wrote that he's canceled for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that is a crazy is thing like, to say about a stewardess yes. you don't know. Yes. His daughter is like, my dad once said that Asian women are beautiful and smart. Are graceful. And, graceful. and yeah, I was like, <laughs> yikes. I honestly, you probably had put it together by that time. I was just like, wow, this is, is yikes. Happening? That this 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 person's dad was a real oh oh oh, they're talking. She's hit oh <laughs> the same. It's no, him. The that's Asian woman is the daughter. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's exactly acceptable to make that actor say that. And then the fact that he was like, "I didn't mean only like as if his daughter was like a victim of um like Asian racism." Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, he was like, all ethnicities are graceful. It's like, so, what so the just fuck? to catch. <laughs> sorry sorry i'm getting worked up just people up the the reason we're at this point is because he wants to meet his kids he's in heaven he's trying to find his kids and mm-hmm. someone sort of guiding him through heaven turns out to be one of his kids she's an asian woman and mm-hmm. she appears that way because robin williams at some point in his life in front of his daughter said look at that asian flight attendant isn't she beautiful and graceful and smart like asian people are and she was like yeah i want to be that so in heaven she does get to be that okay because because you don't even need to be a body you can it's it whatever you're imagining you're you're imagining yourself in a body because as cgj says you're comfortable in a body it's like come Um, on get a little uncomfortable we've got eternity here to deal with right Mm -hmm. we also had did you did you notice the footprints moment I did. Yeah. Yes. When the in the sand, I was he was like, yes. "What are these footprints?" He's like, and I wanted him. I know. I wanted Cuba Gooding Jr. to be like, "That's where I carried you," yes. or something like that. Um, this is also where I was really hardcore noticing. I'm like, "God damn, this is one of the most magical black man characters I've ever seen yeah. in a movie." Yes. Like Lord. just fully there to serve the the white guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and don't well, you? And, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say it was like for me, and I was a little high, but I was like, 
these characters seem like a thing of like, we're going to get a couple more big names in here. Well, at least Cuba Gooding Jr. Mm-hmm. And also these. And early on, when he's walking on the water, they're really trying to get some of that show me the money energy yes. in his, some yes, of his lines. Did, but sorry, yes. go ahead. Well, and yeah, also ahead, that these children can't acting wise carry. Mm-hmm. Like they're True. like, we're going to have because- to make some reason for full grown adults who can carry. Yes. Well, and that's because spoiler alert, you know, Cooper Gooding Jr. ends up being his son. There's Ian. a race yeah. switcheroo on a level. Albert is Ian. Uh, what I wrote. Crazy race switcheroo. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that crazy. It was kind of like like on Grey's Anatomy. There's like a a domino surgery where like this person gets this kidney and that person gets uh. their kidney and that per- and I and it was just kind of that, but with like souls or something. That's right? true. Because Albert is. Right. Albert is CGJ CGJ's character. Yeah. And Ian is Robin Hood's son. Yeah. And uh and it turns that it turns out that Albert was a cover for Ian. And that stewardess time. is just in the mix as well. <laughs> well, okay, as long as we're talking about problematic stuff, I'll reveal myself as a little well, you know, problematic or just like that sort of like Harvard or whatever that fancy university that like studied like bias, like automatic bias oh, right. in people. Mm-hmm. You like, yeah, one of my automatic biases in this movie was it literally took me half the movie for his daughter to read as a girl to me. Mm. I thought I couldn't tell if he was saying Marie or Murray. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought. And I and I literally thought there was a trans narrative in the movie, and I was like, "What?" Because his because his daughter has a short haircut, she's an androgynous and she had a look sh- for sure. Yeah, but it was a short like '90s boy haircut, like mm-hmm. Boy Meets World, yep. Sean sort of situation, like part in the middle. And so, anyway, that that's not important to point out, but it just it just was like bugging me for half the movie, and it shouldn't have, but. Yeah, I think they did that on purpose, and I don't know why. I, 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 obviously, they did it on purpose. Everything about this movie was so extremely thought about, and like the art direction was like mm-hmm. ratcheted up to a million. Now. Yeah. So, did you notice that the the Hieronymus Bosch painting over the wife's bed when she was? Because um, we're like we're we're in the area now where she's talking about. Like it's right before she commits suicide and we're seeing right. her in the house. There's a part where she's on their bed and there's a three panel Hieronymus Bosch mm. painting over their bed, which is like, like it, it looks like it might've been garden of earthly delights. There's one that's like the afterlife triptych where mm. there's like crazy, like hellish mm. shit. It didn't look quite as hellish, but I couldn't see it close enough, but what an intense painting to have over your bed at night. Like not like a landscape, like fucking creepy little bodies of yeah. After I, mean, I don't know that people. painting, but what was that I, I yogurt guess. stuff she ate? Yes. I wrote the same thing. Yogurt with sprinkles. What is that? I don't, I don't know. Oh, I, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was just uh like icing. I thought it was just cake icing. Strange. She's like, Oh, okay. I'm going out. I may as well have some. What, but, but hold on. While we're talking about problematic <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we such as I the see. part where Robin Williams pronounces the word nauseous. Ooh, are yeah. you feeling nauseous? Yikes! Hate it. 
and I hated that. Hated it. And hated I, that's it. when I first because canceled it, him, and then I canceled him again with the Asian thing. And then Freak now mode. that Dave brings it up, I think it's weird that he wants to see little goblins while he and his wife mm-hmm. make passionate love. Make their own little goblins. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's Dave. I'm not talking to the guest right now. I just want to let you know, I intentionally construct these episodes to allow my guests to speak as much as possible. But if you enjoy the perspective of mine that does come through in this podcast and you want to hear more from me, please subscribe to my weekly newsletter. It's called Hella Immaculate. There is a link in the show notes that you can click and sign up right away. You can also go to my website, thisisdavemar.com. What you'll get is every week an essay from me and basically a mood board of links, sometimes mutual aid fundraisers and music that I recommend. It's like we're in a conversation and hopefully I'm sharing cool stuff with you. I'm either your cool friend or your slightly anxious friend, probably both. Anyway, if you like hearing from me and you wanna hear more, Subscribe to Hello Immaculate. Thanks. And now, back to the conversation. This is skipping ahead a little bit, but another problematic thing to me is I feel like he really wasn't that pressed to find his children in heaven. Yeah, but he was sort of going through it. He was going through it. Yeah, I also did not give a shit about that. I I would, I think I would have been fine if... Uh, like I thought it was a cool little Easter egg that the um that the you know guides turned out to be his kids, but I was also like, "Fuck these kids! I don't need to see these kids." That's anymore. what he said. He, even yeah. when he got his yeah. kids, he was like, "Fuck it, let's go get reincarnated." I don't want to hang out with my yeah, fucking kids in yeah. heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're Which, annoying. They're twelve forever or whatever. Let's go. <laughs> but also, does that mean that? Um, I know we're not there yet, but does that mean when you get reincarnated? And you have more kids that they gotta come live with you in th- your heaven. Then you house? have infinite kids in the afterlife. That shit was uh, we got we got we we should we should get there at s- soon because that shit was. Okay. So I have a lot to say about okay. the end. So speeding quickly, here we go. His wife can't handle the fact that he, sh- all of her family's dead. She chooses to end her life. Yeah. Then the Cooper Gooding Jr. character says. Your wife ended her life, and uh-huh. so she goes to hell. And I wrote, I, I okay, I did really. Oh wait, you wrote what? I wrote what? This is Chris. If you if you kill yourself, you go to hell in this movie. Yeah, like where, yeah, right, right. And, and Robin Williams said the same thing. He was like, "You said there's no rules. That's a rule. <laughs> like literally, yeah. yes, agree." And the movie couldn't even like. They were like, well, it's like because of your mind. And I was like, that, no, you're breaking your own logic. Okay. Well, I do got to say, I do love a hell that is of your own creation. A hell that, that could, that might actually be heaven, but you can't tell because it feels miserable to you. Love that. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. I also loved how CGJ broke the news to him. Yeah. He, He just said, he said, we're about to go through something very hard. Yep. You're not alone. Your wife committed suicide. Like right into it. Yeah. I was like, kind of the same way they talked about, like the same way the mom talked about the dog. This movie actually did kind of model like how to like talk about things directly, like kind of well. Yeah, that's, that's true. I will give them that. 
I just feel like I know it is a hell of their own creation, but it still feels kind of punishy for like it's like if you kill yourself sorry like if i don't know i'm like oh what if like greedy people are and maybe that's like another whole movie but it, it did feel like, like the just reason a, that he has to matters. go save her no no the, the reason that you choose to end your life should matter yeah like in this oh like if, oh, if, that's if, really fucked up say more about that whoa. well the, the, the whole thing was that like you know like you said they're they're in a hell of their own creation because they're mm-hmm. they're so tortured that they can't you know whatever but it's like okay but like you know it's, I, I i think the stigma on um ending your life is pretty extreme and um i think that there are cases in which, you know, people who have chosen to want to do that have legitimate uh, claim to do so. And um, so I think, you know, there, there could be a case in which maybe you're actually helping or maybe you are, you just, you know, you, you, you know that, that there is like, um, you know, a hell, there's a hell on earth that awaits you and you don't want to experience it. So, well, not to be put too fine a point on it, but for me, it was an elephant in the room of Robin Williams own. Right. Yeah, of course. And, 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 and the more you, from what I understand reading what his wife said about the time, like he had uh Louie body dementia, which is that like really crazy fast progressing type of oh my God. dementia. And that like, I think that factored into his decision Maybe to end so. his no life. Idea. And, and I think she was, so everyone made it this like sad clown depression narrative. Right. I, I, this is something that anyone listening should go look up Robin Williams, wife, Louie body dementia, you know, whatever. Um, I no matter what I'm not blaming Robin Williams. I think suicide is very sad no, no matter when or who or why it happens. Um but it, it you know in terms of in terms of a a <laughs> it's re- it's really hard to talk about uh suicide on this show in a way that is honest and um comforting to people who are going through depression mm. and also um complex like you know but but to, to but the point being Robin Williams possibly killing himself because he was suffering from Louis body dementia and didn't want to be a drain on his family mm. i think that gets close to falling under the type of category you were talking about, Bill. Sure. I, I mean, but there, you know, you could, you could, you could foresee a situation in which, I mean, just look at like, for example, like a heroic act, you know, like, like essentially sacrificing like, your own life for someone else. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. should, should that person <laughs> go to hell? I mean, like, you right. know, in this, in this, 
particular movie. I don't know. Anyway, I, I think it. So, to, I think what annoyed me was that it felt like a punishment, and then CGJ was like, "It's not a punishment, and here's right. why." And then I was like, yeah. "But it is like, and it and is. they're. I feel like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Like this is a just afterlife, and there's the thing so that he can go on this quest, which I get it. Right. That which, to me was the worst part because I think that it might be my biggest problem with this movie is the fact that. CGJ kept saying it suicides go somewhere different. And then they kind of don't though. Like what you're saying about the punishment, he was like, Oh no, they don't get punished. It's like, they don't know they died. And he's like, Oh, and that's different from other people in hell. It's like, no, well, they also don't know they died. And he's like, well, send how what's it? What's it? Where do suicides go? Oh, well, suicide guys, they go somewhere different. Okay. Well, what it's like, but then it's they literally for go them. to hell. No, they're yeah. It's it's yeah yeah. You yeah, could yeah. even so, like do a whole other movie about how the people in heaven, the heaven part of heaven, are like have heaven privilege and they're not using their time and energy to help the yes. oppressed people in the hell part of the afterlife. Ah, <laughs> because like you privilege. totally can go there. <laughs> you can go there and like you like they have jobs. Some of these they he literally that was a weird part of this thing where it's like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. We do have jobs, though. My job is whatever. Anyway, so yeah, you're right, Claire. They should be doing this more often. <laughs> the real hell is your life gone wrong. That's a that's a quote that I wrote down. Damn. Interesting. The so real hell. Is this your is life the gone quest. Wrong. He sent on the quest. Find yeah. us a tracker. He says the line. Find us a tracker. Very yeah. very questy '90s movie. Find us a tracker. And so then they find a tracker. It's Max von Sydow. That's the thing. In in the nine in 1998, people were talking about breasts and trackers. All of <laughs> the time. it was just it was find us a tracker. Well, does she have good breasts? Right, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now it's all like, about find us a tracker. What kind of ass are we working with? Does does she eat ass? <laughs> Wait, what is I, I recognize the name Max von Sydow, but what is he from? I don't know, but he rules. He's like always okay. like, like a cold, like yeah. I feel like he was in a Star War. <laughs> um before he was an actor. Star War One. <laughs> before he ever acted, he was just uh worked for Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, he's like always like around and always being kind of imperious. I feel. Mm, okay. Yeah. Also, there is so I th- this is where this note came up for me, so I don't know why. Uh, it could very well be any frame because it's everywhere. But there is so much purple in this. Movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is the purple about? What do, What do you make of that? Gross. I don't know. But oh, I, why? Why is it gross? I you don't, don't like purple. It was like I felt like there was there how there's so many weird color things going on in this movie. And sometimes I like them, but sometimes it felt like like theatery. Like like you're saying maybe it was that painting thing you're talking about, Bill. Like. Like the warm heaven steps that they were on, and then their weird kind of like bluish house. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I don't know. This, there's like a there's like a lot of um, uh, like literature on this, right? Like the colors and like I forget what the word is for um, the colors and stuff that are in movies. I forget. There's a specific word that it's like the pick pick picture picturectomies no picturectomies yeah pictorial i don't know philosophy or something but it's like some some word that means i think it ends in ics 
pictorix. I don't know, but like, it's like the symbolism has something to do with symbolism. It's like the symbolism in movies and it's like a very specific science slash art and like semiotics. (laughs) Symbiotics. That's like when a shark. Semiotics. Semi semiotics. (laughs) Yeah. Semiotics. When When a fish and a shark are friends. Oh my God! The people people are not going to be able to tell the difference between P- Bill spending forty five seconds trying to figure out a word that that he thinks means pick picteria pick 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 picterectomies versus actually the word is semiotics. The it's the study of signs and symbols. Yeah, and when a fish is friends with a shark. Oh my God. <laughs> When a fish is friends with a shark, because semiotics shark? is when there's a shark's tail. When like you when you watch Nemo. the movie A Shark's Tail, yeah, yeah. Finding Nemo, yeah. that's because the that's shark semiotics. drops the little pieces of food out of its mouth, and the fish eats them. But it also cleans the food out of the shark's teeth so mm-hmm. that the shark does not get infected. And all of that is blue because the ocean is blue, and blue means friendship. Okay, so. The shipwrecks. Here we are. The semiotics. Yes. The 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 purple. I don't know what purple means. What royalty? I don't know. What does it? It means it. Well, it, in in like because I I've, I've done too much like marketing research. Pur- purple purple logos and stuff. They're all the like creative brands. Ah. Like 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 creativity. Kind of like mystery. Kind of like fun. Um. So m- maybe there's something there. Okay. Great. Yeah. We we solved it. But okay. but we haven't solved is the shipwreck gateway to hell. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why shipwrecks is uh, this author has some nautical fascination. I don't know yeah. why yeah. the giant hulls of these massive ships are the gateway to hell. Um, right. I thought. Well, I thought. <sighs> yeah. Because because now on the shore. Never to sail again. I, 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 like what? Like, well, to me, it relates to the the boats at the beginning, yeah. right? But if you're, but if if so, they meet through through boats, and it's like, well, a shipwreck is like the opposite of that. It's like not meeting. It's 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 all of the beauty of their meeting destroyed and crushed. Wow. And like that that makes sense to me. Shipwrecks is gate to hell. But the problem is that the way they met was actually a little mini shipwreck. It was a little bump. Mm. Yeah. I just thought it was like a little bit of Greek myth vibes because he also referenced Cerberus. And -hmm. it's like literally when you like do the like Greek hell, it's like you're like sailing down the river Styx and the bodies are like grabbing at your boat. And like, what was that sword fight? There was like a one. one, there was like three seconds of a sword fight on one of the ships. It was one of the wipes to the next slow motion wipe of I missed that. iron clashing. Anyway, okay. Damn, that's um, crazy. The thing I wrote during that scene was, Jesus, black bodies are savages. Like the people who were like guarding the gate to hell were like mostly black. I was like, oh. Yikes. And the weird tribal face paint energy. It was a lot of weird... Heart of Darkness I I was writing. Notes yeah, sword, yes, I didn't catch it. <laughs> cool. Well, <laughs> sorry. Now we cancel yeah, Bill. This I'm is where canceled. we cancel Bill. If honestly, wait, no, we like have to go Game back to Thrones outtakes. 
<laughs> but we have to go back to canceling Robin Williams because then yes. he gives this speech about how his son, it's a memory of his son's funeral. And he's like, men wanted to be him. Women wanted mm. to be with him in the future. And it was very weird. Yeah, he could have all of those. Yeah, all of the qualities were just like, just all people like loyal, kind, courageous. People. Why don't you just say people? Want yeah. Me? Although, but the thing I did like about that that speech at the son's funeral was the conceit of it. The like, there's someone he never got to meet. It's himself later on. I was like, that is a legit good eulogy yeah that was a good eulogy. can i say a word about his wife's funeral hat please, oh, please say as many words as you need i feel that this is a trope in films is when there's a funeral in a movie the women mm-hmm. have a very glamorous hat with one of those fascinators like mesh black that covers their yes. face mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. i get it in the olden days maybe people had hats like that laying around but what is odd to me is a modern day funeral and a woman has a hat like that on hand, which either means she had one ready to go right. or she went out and bought a Not hat a in the depths hat. of grief, a weird mm-hmm. funeral fascinator hat. I think it's weird. I think it's fancy. I think it's not something people actually wear to funerals. I've never seen one in real life at a funeral. Well, you've convinced me, Claire. She's a manic pixie dream girl. All right. We've <laughs> well, done it. Okay. What it, let me – let me. I think I have an answer for this. Okay. You've heard of ambulance chasers. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, like lawyers who show up on the scene oh, of a crime, okay. they're like, "Oh, I'll represent you." Whatever. <laughs> sure. Maybe there's like, maybe there's a haberdasher yeah. version of those. Yep. They show up to the scenes of crashes, and they're like, "Listen, we know this is jumping the gun a little bit, but you are going to need one of these hats." And in the midst of the rush of everything, yeah, she grabs it and she's like, "Well, I guess I'm getting one of these." And- yeah, they show up. Like right as someone's about to pull off onto a dirt road and they're like, you might be about to be a cowboy. Do you need a 10 gallon hat? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I was thinking right just there. funeral. But yeah, I guess haberdashers do have more than one kind of hat. So and, yeah, and as, soon when as, I- as soon as you buy a plane ticket to Paris, they're like, do you need this chapeau? Do you need this <laughs> beret? little beret? Or like, yeah. are you a, a mime? <laughs> You know, when I, I noticed do, you're a mime and your hair is sort of. Well, shut up. Claire's trying to say something. <laughs> I'm just thinking that when I think about her wardrobe for the whole movie, she is the woman who has the perfect outfit for every occasion. She has the mm-hmm, perfect mm-hmm. kind of like free spirit outfit that she meets her husband in. She has a very good like museum curator outfit. Mm. She even has the perfect ornate purple silk nightgown to die in. She might be someone who has a black fascinator on hand for funerals. Mm. Yeah. And she even had a luxurious velvet green robe for when she was in the mental institution. Which was very uh, nice. Bad way. wig, I think, good robe. I, I, I think really what we're seeing is just that she is extremely wealthy. Yes. She went to this and really nice taste. institution. Yeah. You know, she, she go, her husband goes to rich heaven where they don't, help the poor hell people <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think this is really just you know I, I i do think there is a certain amount of that in these movies of just like oh you think your problems like rich people also have problems their families die and they're so sad <laughs>
Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I related. I, I, I find I found no class difference between myself and Robin Williams in this movie. <laughs> okay. With his shades let's, lounge. Let's, uh, Listen, this is, <laughs> but this, this is, is where we find out that Albert CGJ's yes. character is Ian. It is, him, is a, yeah. And he tells him to tell your wife what brought her back from before. What, what you said to her to bring her back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you said, tell her, tell her what you said to her to bring her back. So they go in the elevator to hell. Now the elevator to hell was very, very funny to me because it was just, it like, was the elevator up. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, they, they went up, up and oh, stomp on the faces, and then they drop down. Interesting. Well, to me, it was funny because Stomping it was just the faces. like a normal elevator. Mm. No one's it, all these tortured souls are on this elevator being brought to hell, and it's just kind of a bunch of people just sort of awkwardly, awkwardly not looking at each other, <laughs> <laughs> just like a real elevator. I think this writer has is an introvert, and they're just like they hate elevators they can't handle it and so they were like that is hell i'm gonna put it in the movie (laughs) i mean after talking to people on this show about what their custom hell is being around people you don't know at all or only kind of know is really high up there Mm -hmm. a lot Yeah. yeah so i don't think that's even that much of a stretch to say that being on an elevator is hell. Essentially hell. <laughs> so, And it actually, so well, I was going to ask this question when we get to the heads, which is where this like yeah. landscape of people of just heads and not even disembodied. It's like people have been buried up to their, literally not up to their neck, like up to their ears in their sand, face, yeah. but all over each other or all over this landscape. Um, what hell that's depicted in this movie is the worst one? Is it the heads? Is it the wife in the house? Is it the elevator? Is it being on the shipwreck? Is it the I, all the bodies in the water who like swarm the I presume the, that the boat? All of that happens to all of them. I feel But let's say it doesn't. Ugh. I think getting my face stomped on by Robin Williams looking for his wife would be peak hell for me. Can yeah. I just because say, it's though, like, hello, I'm here in hell too. I have a story. Right, right. Th- that guy who was like trying to fake that he was his dad, my son. And that was pretty. That was a. That's a pretty good ploy to be like, yes. hey, it's me. You know, you know how everyone is uh, fake here. I'm your wife. It's me, Dave. <laughs> your real wife. <laughs> I'll change back in just a moment, but you gotta kiss me first. <laughs> Why didn't that guy make himself look like a beautiful? Asian flight attendant that would have really got Robin Williams attention (laughs) yeah yeah okay there's a weird part of this when the movie's been totally normal up to this point there's a weird part that Bill's about to get into (laughs) we're we're deep into the like we're literally in the depths of hell at this point yeah yeah they're they're gonna walk on these people's faces and Mm -hmm. the people disrespectful are going oh i got a cramp and then someone else is like i never took more than 30 percent commission from a client you're right mm-hmm. you're right that is really and crazy. i was like which by the way what industry is that 30 percent like that's the point she's that's why she went to hell i guess but like oh, which yeah. is crazy well, okay. i guess that's a pretty good bit actually now that but I'm that's my point is like why are what, what are these weird 
help people bits in the middle of this like because these are the no 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 i liked it i because these are the people who don't realize they're dead they're not suicides they are literally just so caught up in their own shit they probably don't even realize they're they're um i I started to think about this i was like what is the like the hellish part of these things um in the same way that we don't always like operate thinking that we are going to die you know, mm-hmm. like my mind has very fortunately not been on that this much during this podcast, mm-hmm. ironically. <laughs> but but every once in a while, it like comes to you. Similarly, they're like just living in their fucking heads. Only every like once do they get a flash of like, oh, yeah, and I'm a head stuck in this fucking head landscape. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to my clients, you know. Okay. But just the for the movie, it just felt like the like – terrible jokes in the stand-up and mrs mazel it just felt like so odd like it just was like like why are these in this like felt like borscht belty to you (laughs) what but why are these like hacky jokes in the middle of this like extremely dramatic extremely overwrought yeah yeah you know purple is everywhere movie you know like i don't know Mm -hmm, it just mm -hmm. felt so strange to me Okay, cloud breasts. Um, that's that. Scene. Oh, is that when we got the cloud breasts? Yeah, it's a it's a memory of cloud wow. flashback. Yeah, and then that walking, is crazy too. I didn't know he that sees was his that wife. And in. oops, he falls through and goes to hell. Um, then we get goes the memory, to a different part of hell. He goes to a different part of hell. Then then we get the memory of double D number one. Uh, we find out what that's all about. It means divorce and. Yeah. decision something. and divorce decision and divorce it, 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 yeah it really didn't pay off what a the, D, the D and because they didn't even he was like <laughs> it was so weird he was he was like which means a it's a d-day of sorts yeah i i guess just because d-day was on people's minds more in the 90s like I thinking guess. about what world war it? world war ii and just like d-day was like a like a oh yeah we oh, it's d-day well, it's, probably because this movie was in 1991. It was probably written by someone who was- 1998. This I'm, sorry, was. 1998. It was probably written by someone who's, I don't know, 49 years old. And so- mm-hmm. They loved they, it. This did, it did really seem like a 49-year-old. I was like, I bet a 49-year-old wrote this movie. <laughs> that's, why, that's where I pegged it. Kooky. I, I was just watching it, and I'm like, this doesn't feel like a- not, not a 50-year-old, right on the cusp. Yeah, no. this is a 49-year-old <laughs> movie, 50, for sure. come to terms with a lot of the shit in this movie. Yeah, if you're 49. 50, you don't give a shit that your kids died or whatever. No, it's your, 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 uh. <laughs> He said, okay. I could forget him. Let me find my wife. <laughs> <laughs> how have we never, how have we not done a my wife thing oh. up to this point? Yes, Cuba Gooding Jr. was like, so do you want to see your kids? And Robin Williams was like, eh, let's, uh, what can I do kids. here? Can I make another bird? Can I make ele- literally? He's like, can I make elephants fly? Don't you want to see your kids? Can I make elephants fly? <laughs> Truly, okay. he said, "I okay. my dog." Yes, I'm done. So then we're in hell, and and Max Van Cita was like, "Okay, that's your wife's house over there. Go. You can you can try and say goodbye to your wife, but you have three minutes." I wrote this down. Three minutes. I was like, three mm-hmm. minutes. There's no way this lasts." More three like, fucking- yeah, so, of course. So she's like, "You have three minutes." <laughs> so, and this three minutes is the longest three minutes it's like when the nine second drag races in fast and the furious one take 
a minute and a half to play out. Yeah, but but okay, but also <laughs> Robin, I, I I know what you're saying, and I had that thought in my mind too. I'm kind of like, oh, as the scene was happening, I'm like, this is longer than three minutes. But but uh, Christy was never like was never like, okay, I agree. Set the timer. Let's synchronize our watch. <laughs> that was some shit that and and okay, and his son true. Ian as Albert was like, don't listen to him. Was like whatever he says. Right. Because right. there's a moment we forgot the moment where mm. where Albert uh, Ian as Albert has to de- like Max Foncito is like, I'm only taking him down. And his son is like, oh, right. I want to go too. And then they decide that the son doesn't go, but the son's like, Dad, don't listen to this fool, you know, say the thing to mom. Yeah. So I know what you're saying, but I don't think that's again another well, example of Robin Williams shaking off his kids in heaven. Yes. Get away yeah. from me. I don't want to. <laughs> there hang out is with another there is a visual reference in this hell that cuz cuz what was crazy about this hell where the wife's house is is it looked like it was in an upside down um yeah. uh, cathedral. Yeah, yeah. Like a like 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 the 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 ceiling of a cathedral was the floor it and it kind of looks like it looks like a Bosch painting. It looks like mm, one of the one of the triptych. Like nice. there's a there's a, a a tunnel to to heaven or something. I'll I'll try to find a picture of it. But anyway, continue. It looked cool. I think all the sets were really cool. Um, he goes into the hell version of his house and it kills a spider for his wife. <laughs> like the most like <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. The most the like, tarantula marriage thing. But but like brought to nightmare levels or whatever mm-hmm. but even then it's just sort of like well i guess he sort of killed a spider for his wife <laughs> strange <laughs> like like I, the writer is like well that's what marriage is that's what soulmates are you kill a spider for your wife. <laughs> well uh, also do you remember growing up bill i th- and maybe this is the same for you claire but i feel like when we grew up the the tarantulas were like a really big concern people mm. it was like was that movie at science museum but at the science museum it was like oh do you want to see the tarantula mm. and it was just like i felt like tarantulas was like you know you'll see like a tweet every once in a while it's like oh i thought i'd see quick more sand. quicksand when i'm growing up you know i definitely felt like i was going to be running from tarantulas a lot when i was yeah scorpions etc there was like tarantulas sure. and shit around our pool so i was like Used to it. Texan kid. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, wait. So then he's talking to his wife. We have some memories. Um, she's unaffected by his attempts to sway her back over to the realm of heaven and light. Uh, it's been about 45 minutes, and um, <laughs> he's only got a couple minutes left at this point, even though it's three minutes. Um, he almost got her so close, but nope, she's still sad um it's okay but can we talk about his his approach the way he did i really liked that he was like i'm your neighbor he wasn't like honey it's me but he did this like sideways i was like that was a really smart move because he knows she's not going to recognize him she's traumatized by his presence right right it was kind of like that that um that character that Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig used to do on weekend update where they're like trying to say the same things at the same time. And she's like, <laughs> she's like my husband used to, and he's like, D- I was there at that. And my wife right. said that, you know, it's like, yeah, I do feel like the wedding reenactment thing was pretty like 
scary in a fun way. Like I was like, oh, that was visually spooky. Mm-hmm. Like the flashing from their real wedding to like them in hell and she's got like the weird thing on her head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More hats. Uh, rats. The hat? What what weird thing on her Didn't head? Didn't she have she had like something on her head in the hell version where she like cause she has a veil that she lifts up at the wedding and then they flash back mm. to the hell and it was like maybe like a piece of cloth or I don't remember. Hell cloth. Hell cloth. Okay, um, I put I put I put let's take a brief pause because I put a link in the chat to the um the the mm. Hieronymus Bosch. That's the painting that's above there. Um really Wow. Above there. Yeah, there so are. there is the hell on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, um, wow, wow. Yeah, that's the one that's above their, um, what's it called? Their bed. But here is the one that I'm talking about. It's actually, it's not a triptych. It's a four-image four, four one. Um, and it, the one on the right, it's it's not actually, it doesn't actually look like the hell. Um, and I'll, I'll put links to these in the mm. show notes, I guess. Anytime you make a reference, it's like, oh, I guess we'll do put this in the show notes. Um, but the one on the right, you know, you see that like tunnel that yeah. they're in? I, I can see That's it. where it, it kind of feels like the same to me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. These are cool paintings. I know, right? Veronica's like Bosch is fucking red. Okay. <laughs> so uh, continue, Bill. So we're almost done. So he he can't yeah. get her. Um, he, but one thing we skipped over too is like they keep saying this thing like in some of the flashbacks or whatever. His wife is like sometimes when you win you lose, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. they I'm say clear, it again yeah. a few times. Sometimes when you win you lose, and yeah. they also say never give up. Never all that like this whole yeah. movie is about like ne- don't give up, never ever give up. So Robin Williams can't convince her and so he's got to go tell max von Sida, like you're right i couldn't convince her but then he sort of pulls a little twist around and he's like but guess what i couldn't convince her but i don't care and he abandons his kids once again claire uh and he says <laughs> uh, i'd rather kid. just sort of hang out with my wife in hell than sort of and just be in hell then get even though neither her. of us will recognize each other right Bad oh, deal. we also skipped over the fact that this is where the tracker says, hey, you know how your son took the form of Albert, that doctor that yeah. you looked up to? Well, actually, I'm Albert. Um, I'm the real Albert. Um, so, yeah. But instead, yeah. I chose to look like Max von Sydow. And he said, what did he say? He said, I, you know, these these glasses used to not have rims. Oh, and yeah. all the rest of me used to be black. Yeah. <laughs> Just one like, more episode of Race Switcheroo. <laughs> yeah. And it's also amazing like. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, he says the N word and he's like, actually, it's okay because <laughs> I am Albert. It did feel like it's some weird. real 90s race optimism colorblind we're all mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. energy coming from from all of that yeah goings on yeah, yeah. goofery um okay so he, he he couldn't do it he he couldn't um he couldn't get his wife he says okay i'll just go like be in hell with her as long as i can be by my soulmate or whatever then but really it's more about the fact that uh okay well he feels a little guilty for abandoning her while she was in the um Mm -hmm. mental institution and so he's gonna be with her now so uh 
he'll make up for it by being with her for eternity in hell. And um, that's uh, the thing that he needed to do. That turned out that was the thing. At the end of the video game, you have to uh, actually make the choice you didn't expect to make or whatever. And the selfless thing is what saves them both. And then, so they say, sometimes when you lose, you win. They switch it mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you lose, you win. And but that's, that's after. That's when they're already in heaven. We have so we like you. There, there's another quote that Max von Sydow says, which is, "Good people end up in hell because they can't forgive themselves." Whoa. And I feel like that was trying to get at the difference between where suicides go, but it still wasn't like. I yeah, that almost almost justifies their it's not a punishment punishment but i i still yeah right they're trying to have it all she he also when robin williams so you you you, i don't know if you were going to get back to this bill but the the exchange there you know them them waking up in heaven only occurs after christy has lost his mind he goes full down he's he yeah she wakes up from her delusion and he gets stuck in the delusion briefly until she goes no and then saves him do you guys remember is it something specific that he says that wakes her up or is it just that he came back or it's something about how he, he he repeats the thing about like what he said. There's like a brief flashback to her at the me- mental institution again. Yeah. And it's like, he, he repeats something about how like, um, I couldn't join you. I'm sorry. I couldn't join you. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, okay. and he's like, so here he's like, so I'm going to join you. I'm not going to recognize you. But one thing I, I, I like this in, in afterlife movies uh, in Waking Life, Richard Linklater's Waking Life, there's a little bit of this when when like dead people talk about the like things in life that they'd miss, mm-hmm. and Robin Williams is saying that to his wife. He's like, "There's so many things I'm gonna miss. Like right. I'm never gonna be able to get you a meatball sandwich with extra sauce." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was like, "What are those things?" I hated that part. You did? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like. <laughs> Uh, this this i think maybe because it's a trope or something i was just mm-hmm. like oh yeah they always mm-hmm. talk about this stupid minutia bullshit like oh it's the little <laughs> things that matter oh and the fights we had oh i used to love the fights oh not it, really not at the time but now looking back oh my gosh could have used another fights. pass for specificity like the most specific thing was the meatball sub yeah and then i feel like if we this some- were an episode a regular episode of this is your afterlife and i were asking christy uh, if what what memory he would choose to relive, if he had to only relive one memory, he would have said picking up a meatball sandwich with extra sauce for my wife. And my kids and are for, not there. They are the kids are not, not in there. the car. No kids. And I just um the meatballs are dripping all over her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so then they're reincarnated, and. The, the most insane thing in the whole movie happens. He goes, let's go back and be reincarnated again and again forever. But this time let's try and stay away from the sharp objects. I was, yeah. Like, because she has, there's, there's a part earlier in the movie. I forgot to mention this. She has some, uh, a suicide attempt scars on her wrists, mm-hmm. which is why she ended up in the, um, <gasps> mental, 
uh, facility. Um, oh my God. And, and he goes, let's, let's, he makes a light little joke about her attempted suicide. Let's get reincarnated again, but this time stay away from the sharp objects. Remember, cause from when you tried to kill yourself, oh. you crazy broad. Oh, I, I love know. this so much. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was the kind of baller intimate joke oh. you could make with someone if you were that close with them to be like uh, <laughs> like I mean it is it's a big step but I oh. appreciated the swing. You just like it because of so many years of stand up like oh he got away with it. <laughs> but but you're right this is when humor came back in and all of a sudden he's like cracking little jokes all the time you know what this is um, this is someone control. who just can't do the stuff that they did in jurassic park the expertly crafted like a uh, uh, comic relief in jurassic park mm. is wild it's so good yeah it, it comes at exactly the right moment. It is not tone deaf like this <laughs> avoid sharp objects. Thing. <laughs> it's like they're like, oh, and we'll put in a little light joke here. What's the thing that two it's like this person, if you if you knew whoever wrote this, I bet they're doing that shit all the time. I bet they're constantly stepping in shit <laughs> with the fucking jokes they make at parties and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like so obvious that you're at a party and you're like, wait, what did you say you do? Like oh, I'm a screenwriter, and you're like, do I know anything you've written? <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. Did you write what dreams may call you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude, I can tell. Yeah. But okay, you said here's here's okay, here's where so so they decide to reincarnate because the only thing they can't have in heaven is the thrill of finding each other. Right. Get a and- grip. <laughs> but 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 do you, but you think that means they're going to reincarnate again forever? It sounds like that's what they want to do. He says like over and over again. He says like we can remember we could do it. No over. no 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 no. Because oh. I actually wrote this. He said oh. he said finding each other all over again. Oh okay. Mm. But this is what pissed me off about this. This and 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 now I want to like zoom out and make like a big picture like like anti-capitalistic like screed is this feels so perfectionistic to me to be like we got everything right and now we have each other but let's go back and get life right we need to go back we need to do it again we need to get it exactly right this time but isn't this literally the thing that you do in your show dave like isn't this the thing where it's like oh you can go back and relive a moment and like for him the moment that he wants to relive is the like actual feeling of meeting someone like that you far are falling in love with for the first time. And like, but like going through all of that whole thing again. Yeah. But the reason for doing it is what bothers me. It feels like he's do. It feels like, first of all, she doesn't seem to have a lot of say in it. He's like, let's do this. Right. And, and, and she's, and, and he just says that because it's almost like, oh, well we almost, it's, it's like, it's a video game is a good comparison. Cause it's like, well, we beat the game, but we didn't get all the side missions. So yeah. should we go back and like pick up all the coins and like go, go meet each other again? Like, yeah. 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 Well, also she's like, I'm really worried about like our kids. Like, will they be pissed that we're doing this? And he's like, Psh, they're going to fucking love it. He's like, That's <laughs> an instant in heaven. A life on earth is an instant in heaven. Like, uh, probably. It, I, it's I a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's like, uh, that's probably true, right? I don't know. We've only been here for a little bit, but you know. And I didn't even think about them having more children, kids. Yes, and then they go to heaven, and then now they've got even more children, and then then they're like, hey, these are your siblings. And are the original kids gonna be pissed if, um. Their other siblings live to adulthood. Are they going to be like, well, 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 I guess somebody was more careful to drive your kids everywhere. <laughs> and also, do they have previous children? Are they? Right. What round are we on here? Whoa. Right. Is this a Matrix Resurrections or whatever situation mm. where it's we're actually in a later version of the What Dreams Make it's Come a Matrix. Universe? Yeah, it's a Matrix Erections. Ooh. Yeah, (laughs) Matrix breasts. Breast erections. Matrix five. Matrix breasts. Double D. (laughs) Okay, wait. Um, I did write down a moral of the story. Well, but I'm not done with the kids. Because the the thing the thing about these kids, like this is all I hate this. Because these two kids meet, they there's like I imagine we're supposed to see them not as like Oh, they have full consciousness of who they were before. But imagine you even had some inkling, and you—I fi- would not want to find the love of my life at age seven. Nope. Before you even have oh, sexual feelings. Yes. And, no. and 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 so they so we see the brief moment. I did kind of like the touch at the end when he's like the voiceover t- does it a double take and he and and he re says the line instead of like I found a beautiful woman when I was sailing. He's like. Yeah. When I was young, I met a beautiful woman. But it's like to to be able to woman to, to meet the... okay. Yeah, he, or girl. Actually, he yeah. says girl. He says girl both times, I'm pretty sure. Oof. Mm. But to meet, but to meet the love of your life when you're six, you don't even know what sex is. You just have to that I would hate. That's oh, and it's just the like I have the thrill of meeting someone you love when you're an adult versus like meeting a new friend when you're six years old is like f- I love. I think kids are on the whole better than adults, but fuck that. Adults have love experience over kids any day. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I think we, I'm. I do agree, and also I have to agree. I think it would be wrong <laughs> to disagree. <laughs> but like, but I, but I, but I also think like the the interesting thing about that is my thinking was immediately like, okay, the only way this is fine with me is if they immediately go away from each other, forget that they ever met, meet again when they're twenty eight, mm-hmm. and then right, and then they're like, fall in love, get married. And then they are having a conversation one night and they're like, wait, what? And then they've realized that that was each other. That would be cool. But for them to like meet in that moment and then know each other and then eventually become, I don't know, that's creepy. And sorry if anyone listening to this met your eventual spouse when you were a child, but you are I'm not wrong. sorry. You're yeah. Wrong. You're wrong. You should not have done that. And it's not going to last. <laughs> Well, plus you meet, you meet this person when you're a kid. Okay. Okay. You've gone, you've gotten this thrill, right? For these people, ideally that occurs in the first quarter of your life. So then you already know that in heaven, you can swim through paintings and shit, but you got to live another 50 years 
just to get back fu- like you presumably like can you, you imagine paying I mean, I guess presumably, but fuck. like, I mean, you, uh, the, they don't go over the rules of reincarnation, but it, my guess is like when you're on earth, you were not allowed to remember your right. past lives unless, you know, you get a b- bunch of acupuncture or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's the movie I want to see. Give me that movie, bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> he, oh, he's had 50 acupuncture sessions. He's allowed to remember his past lives. <laughs> <laughs> but a little bit only a little bit you know 50 that right depending on how much acupuncture you get depends <laughs> on how much of your past life you remember yeah you you it's not you know and it's <sighs> diminishing returns too you, you know you do 50 acupunctures you get a little hint it might be another 100 acupunctures before you get a little more <laughs> oh it's like chasing the dragon yeah. So you need to do some other stuff too you might need to do some meditation yeah, do strict god some LSD. <laughs> you might you in order to remember your past lives, you really got to go through a lot, and it's probably not worth it. Is the moral of that movie? Okay, <laughs> the no, fish can talk too. <laughs> the fish. Can- wait, <laughs> that is wait the most. <laughs> wait, I didn't realize you were making the moral of the movie. I'm no. That was, was the moral. Making, that was the moral, the moral of Bill's acupuncture movie that we movie. just made. My acupuncture. Oh, okay. This is called okay, okay. Acupuncture. Um. It's called acupuncture, and then and then acupuncture two is uh, <laughs> acupuncture two just breasts. <laughs> you know, it's I go into a, insanity mode when you start. <laughs> acupuncture two is actually a straight to video <laughs> pornography. <laughs> acupuncture two just breasts. There's still a heavy afterlife theme, but nobody really mm-hmm. watches it for that. It's softcore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. I do have my moral that I wrote down for for for, for the Robin Williams movie. <laughs> well, and so it's it just to, to wrap up the kids thing. It is okay. pretty weird that for a such a horny movie that it ends with two children two falling yep. in love. Agreed. Gross. It's not okay. cool. And they have little toy boats. Get a life. Get a grip. Okay, wait. This will be a good. This will be a good ending. Bill already has has a a a, a lesson of the movie. Yeah. Um, Claire, we got to think of our 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 morals of the movie. Okay, see if it's already in my notes. Yeah, I think I think I can. I don't think I'm going to be overly influenced by Bill saying his. I can. I trust myself to to come up with something. Okay. Okay. Ready. Moral moral of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Here's the moral. What's the movie called? (laughs) What dreams may come. (laughs) Yeah. What dreams may come. Okay. <laughs> I have 14 pages of notes. I didn't write down the name of the movie. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Here's the moral of the mo- of the 1998 film "What Dreams May Come." If you choose to end your own life, you go to hell. <laughs> Unless your recently deceased soulmate is so horny, they'll give up literal heaven. For another crack at that ass. And that's the moral. That's a moral and a tagline. <laughs> that's true. That's a, des- that's a that's a description in the After Hours uh, on the TV Guide yes. channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little, the little description. But it's true. She must have done some incredible things to him sexually. <laughs> <laughs> for him... 
to give up literal heaven. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, not. he's like, yeah, when he's like, well, and he even says that that's part of one of his little jokes, too. He's like, that someone would uh, stay, stick around in hell. Just a uh, pretty big compliment, huh? That someone right. would want to go to hell. Just uh, you know, get a little, get some more. Breasts. Yeah, get a little I bit. More, I did it all for the Get a little n- nut off in that action. <laughs> he literally, <laughs> you, know, you know that? That Twitter format that's like uh, thinking of risking it all or whatever. No. Yes. Uh, it's like you know a picture of something that looks like a juicy ass or something, mm, and, and it'll be like mm. thinking of risking it all. He literally risked it all. Yeah. Heaven. Yeah. Literal heaven. He was like, I don't care. And it paid off for the nookie. It did. Yeah. The risk was worth it. Okay, well, I think I know my – unless, Claire, do you have your No, I, I don't have it, so you movie? should go. Okay, I think my moral of the movie is not as well thought out as Bill's. It's just talk about – say say hard – say bad things as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So, nice. uh, you know, hey, man, thank you. Uh, I, I have bad news for you. I got your car in an accident. Yes. I don't have the money to pay for it. Thank you so much for letting me borrow your car. That you know, <laughs> do it quickly. A compliment sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I like you. You're really nice. You're my best friend. I totaled your car. Thanks for letting me borrow a car. It was really useful. Yeah. Most people say you can't. Uh, you don't have a favorite kid. I actually don't have a favorite kid because neither of you are my favorite. <laughs> I like your mom better. Would not. Would not chase you down in an afterlife. Uh, love you. Still love you. Actually, that is kind of interesting. There's two souls. When when the souls exist on earth, they can make more souls. But in heaven, you can't really make any more souls. That wait, she Why appears to be pregnant in the in heaven. I thought that I I thought no. that she looked a little pregnant in the final. That's shot. just a. That's just a billowy, a billowy dress. Outfit. Okay, I thought yeah. it was like that. His favorite memory of her was when she was like pregnant or something. And uh, so- oh, I remember this, Claire. Yes, no, it's it's the you know way- why because when you get pregnant, it really engorges the breasts. <laughs> the breasts. <laughs> I like that. I'm doing the double. This. That's what the double D anniversary <laughs> is. It's when she's, it's when she's one month after pregnancy. It was very um, subtle, so maybe yeah, it was just the the look of the. No, dress. no, Claire, I know exactly what you're talking about. She does this thing with her hand that usually only pregnant women do, mm. where they sort of rub their tummy in a way that ends up with the hand just below the belly button, in the sort of pregnancy zone. Yes, yes. <laughs> the and pregnancy she did, zone. She did that yeah. move. You're as good a doctor as Robin Williams. Is. That's right. Yes. <laughs> well, ma'am, uh, we put your hand over your mouth. <laughs> that cures the pregnancy zone. I'm good. Yes. <laughs> put your here. Put your. Do you put your hand? Cup your hand like this. Just place it over the pregnancy zone. Mm-hmm. And then and yeah. turns out it was a migraine all along. <laughs> turns out it was a migraine. Yeah, let me just So Claire, these- do you have a do you have a moral of the movie? Yes, and I fear it is a pretty cynical. Mm. But I think the moral of the movie for me is do a second pass on your script. <laughs> if if not a third. Because 
the way that the children died in a car accident and then he died in a car accident, I thought mm. was a little uncreative. Oh, see, I like that because that's the kind of shit that happens in life. Life is uncreative in that way. I guess that's that's a good point. Like it, it's not but like Final that- Destination mode, you know? Right, 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 right. I don't know. But I'm not trying to argue you out of your moral of the movie. I just felt like it was, and it was like deeply melodramatic in like a way that I don't feel like move. I don't know the last time I saw a movie like that, like today. Like it felt like the passion of the Christ on it. Like in it's dead fucking serious, big, epic, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on multiple levels. Which is why the stuff like, Oh, I never charge my clients thirty percent anymore. <laughs> it's so weird, and like the the like don't like avoid sharp objects. That, that that's why that stuff stuck out to me. It's like I when Claire like what you're saying like it, it is so epic, and like the the sets were incredible, and there's like yeah. the art direction is that hell set incredible. was really impressive to me. The the upside down yeah. dome, amazing. But then like to 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 sort of like. <laughs> Like you're saying with the script, like maybe another pass at those little jokes. What do you think? What do you think it means that this is the movie that's come up the most on my podcast? Do you think that I should take that personally? Does that say something about my work? Should I no uh, quit comedy? Here's what it is. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no, no. You're taking it the wrong way. You're taking it okay, the wrong okay, way. okay. Here's what it is. This movie, it's like what Claire said, had the chance to really blow open what heaven could be. Like, at first, it's a a literal painting, and it could go crazy, cuckoo, any direction from that. And then it just kind of goes towards just normal stuff, except people can sort of fly badly. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it looks like... Uh, you know, it's the 17th century and you can fly badly and that's heaven. And it's like your show invites people to imagine whatever. And, and so like they think back on this movie and they're like, damn, I can't be like that movie where they were uncreative and (laughs) unable to (laughs) think of like anything but earth. I gotta, I gotta be a little more, you know, creative than that so they're using this movie as like a you know guidepost i think it means you interview a lot of guests who came of age in the 90s and this sure movie made a big impression (laughs) on them i do i think the last person who talked about it was um bianca right yeah 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 yeah. and she liked the thing of everyone gets their own little house in heaven house that's right and i think that's a nice and she's a visual artist yeah yeah. I mean, I think that was one of the coolest things about this heaven is like, you can have your own separate place, but you can go hang out with other people. You can kind of bop oh. around. Like, I was like, that was what, one of the better. What if it's just that, like, for the most part, people don't try, people try not to think about this, but then they saw a movie that forced them to think about it. And mm-hmm. so it sort of made them think like, oh, I guess it could be sort of whatever. Maybe I could be even more creative than this movie or, you know, like, I don't know, just like, just, just, just the idea that like, in general, I'm not trying to think about 
when I die, I'm not, I'm trying, I'm, I'm working really hard be- to not think about that because mm-hmm. I think about it too much. So I am like, um, you know, forced to confront it with, when I watch this movie or listen to a podcast that's all about right. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, I think that's why I think, it it comes up is maybe people in generally they don't think about it or they think about it in the terms that have been presented to them their whole lives through religion or, you know, whatever are, are like typically, you know, accepted. And this is sort of a creative, even though I just called it not creative, but like sort of an like interesting take and yeah. extremely, extremely visually impressive. And so it sticks with you and like, you know, I don't know. That's why people. Are so let's about. let's let's do a rating. Let's rate that, and that'll be how we close. I feel like I've I feel like I've attempted five different endings. I'm like, and this is how we'll end. But I think this will really be how we'll end. Yes, you can choose any any scale. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to share our, our. We don't have to be rating on the same scale. But what would you rate this movie? I would give this movie four purple gloops. <laughs> I out of uh out of like six and a half. Wow. Yeah. Um okay, I'll say on a scale from heaven to hell. Uh-huh. I give this movie um like um boring ass ride in an elevator. Wow. No, no, no. That's not true, actually. Savage. Uh, here's the thing. I just... No, I, that's wrong. That's wrong to say. I give this movie... It's, I, this, it's so hard to rate this movie. There's so much about it that I liked and so much about it that I thought was so annoying. <laughs> yes. Sounds like on a scale of heaven to hell, you give it a rating of life itself. That's <gasps> life, yeah. That's what I say. And I, on, a, on, a, on a scale of heaven to hell, I give this movie a... Well, that's life. Wow. <laughs> Claire, what about you? See. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the show. Thank you so much for listening to This Is Your Afterlife. Um, thank you to my guests, Claire Favret, Bill Stern. Look them up. Uh, look up their sketch group, Cigarette Sandwich. Uh, thank you to the Pigeon Level Patreon subscribers, Fred Fidawa, Susie Carroll, Kurt Chang, and Katie Llewellyn. Go to the Patreon and support the show. That's how I can keep making it. Patreon.com slash Dave Marr. And that's it. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, you are a mist. Miracles. You can do them, have faith, you're human, only human, and human beings they do.